0: Rains. Pandemonium Rains podcast. What is up? Happy Friday, Happy Weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to another off-season episode of the pod. We appreciate it very much. Uh, and speaking of off-seasons, if it if it ever uh, feels like it's going too smooth, and it gets very early. Uh, I mean, we're in the first week of February still, let's, let's call it like it is. We got six months till fall practice. We got a month and plus, uh, for, for spring practices, almost everywhere. You know, they, they happen at different times in different places, but if an off season is ever going so smooth, you know, you've got, you've got your veterans returning, you've got your, your former five stars transferring in, uh, you know, you're, you're gearing up for a big year for your four. Uh, under your current head coach who's, who's done a lot better than expected uh, still in um, Josh Hopple. You know, if it's going too smooth, let your spider senses just automatically go off. In, in Tennessee, and uh, in, in, in Tennessee fandom everywhere, we call that probably a little bit of battered ball. Um, and, you know, we're, there's some of us moving out of that pretty quickly. There's some of us holding on for dear life to battered ball syndrome. Um, but again, you know, be on edge, be on alert, because as we bring you this episode of the Pandemonium Reigns podcast, it is not breaking news that Tennessee is going. I wanted to say back to war with the NCAA, but I mean the last time it was such a hey guys, check out check out what Pruitt did. Look at look at this. Can we tell you about this as well? You know that's that's the way that went, but this time this time is different, huh? Dondy Plowman. Danny Watt, Randy Boyd, lawyers and attorneys and the attorney general, everybody going scorched earth on the NCAA. I love Dondi Plowman's words of, simply put, the NCAA is failing in her, what, six-page manifesto, as Ball Nation is endearingly describing it. Danny Watt with a graphic clowning on the NCAA in their statement, which (laughs) reflected that they don't typically comment. On investigations or cases him him pointing out that it's that it's a rule that they don't and that they obviously clearly leaked this information to uh, government NCAA rat and informant Pat, Pat Forty um, obviously giving him the information in the scoop for him to, to put out on SI on Tuesday um you know by the way I believe the terms uh, I should look them up I guess I will real quick but the terms that he used were could be major infractions, could be, you know, a repeat offender situation. You know, come this is the school that was di- dubbed by the NCAA as having exemplary cooperation, which was obvious maybe not to the NCAA because they don't know how to do things, but it was obvious for everybody else that the cooperation was exemplary intentionally, it was not. Uh, you know, we want to keep this coach. We want to fight for this coach. We don't think he did X, Y, Z. But, you know, exemplary cooperation for great reason, if you if you re- recall the situation, and I'm sure everyone does. But Pat Forty, um, potential <laughs> NCAA, NCAA investigation of potential rules violations. That's a key word, I think, that is major in quotations in nature. Sources tell Sports Illustrated. Uh, if you skip down, uh, it, you know, in, in the next couple sentences and paragraph it talks about the NCAA just lived on campus. You know, billable hours for the attorneys were the hot commodity, and, and those were the attorneys that, that, that Tennessee was paying, obviously, to, to dig up dirt and, and to bury Pruitt uh, as, as much as they could. You, you know, there, there's a couple paragraphs on the NCAA just was there. You got a yada repeat situation maybe and then the very next paragraph after that opens up with details are scarce on what Tennessee is potentially facing in the latest case, including the number of involved sports. So I find odd, you know, I find interesting that uh, potential rules violations and the multiple sports facets, those stick out to me, and I'll, I'll get past them in a minute. But, yeah, I would say that it's potential rules violations – because, as Danny White pointed out, as it seems like everybody's pointing out, and you know, in this case, there's your Pat Forties, maybe your Dan Wetzel's, and definitely your Stuart Mandels, and the ones that we have thought for years had a grudge and an axe to grind against Tennessee, and they just don't like us for whatever reason. You know, those are the ones that that don't care about what rules. They, you know, Tennessee did something is what it looks like, but you got your Danny Watts. You have your Josh Pates, uh, your, your Pickels, your, you know, your, your sensible people that are at least understanding where the sports at right now that are talking about how much the goalposts move that talk about the fact that let, let's just, let's just, let me get past the multiple sports thing for a second. This is about Nico, right? And it wasn't like Nico or his dad or, Josh Heupel, it wasn't like Spire Sports Group where the Vol Club was like, yeah, we got him when he committed. Right, we signed him to this eight million dollar NIL deal. It's going to be epic. He's going to win three. You know, it wasn't like that. His lawyer, and I believe his lawyer was involved with the Jaden with the Rashada situation at Florida. So you know, he's got a iffy track record at best. I could be confusing personnel at this point. He definitely was was Nico's lawyer, right? On on helping get this deal done, right? Um, he's the one that I think leaked the deal. Wasn't Nico? Wasn't his dad? Look at what my boy did. You know, my, that's my son. It wasn't any of that. Wasn't Tennessee? Now, in one hand, it, it is a it's a it's not only a recruiting win to land Nico Yamaliava, which you know, again, Dan Wetzel, Pat Forty, it's Nico, short for Nicholas. Al Maliava. And I'm not going to say it right or perfect, but I'm also not going to make plays on his name or call him Rico or Chico or whatever, you know? And I think they did get it right uh, at, in parts of their podcast. If, if you know what I'm referencing, where they, again, throughout Rico and Chico, and there's some redacted names in there, yada, yada, yada. But I just think about the way that I would be scrutinized in my everyday job, if I did things like that or if I played with someone's name where it's obvious and high profile, let me get back to the point. What not wasn't those guys that leaked the deal. It was the lawyer that did that. Um, there was no, <laughs> the NCAA fought tooth and nail up until NIL went live. They were not ready with rules in place of how you can do things and how you can't do things. And Danny White said it perfect when he said that if you want to consider this a rules violation, then 100% of major programs are guilty of major rules violations. I'll get to that in a minute as well. But if we want to say that, you know, booster impermissible benefits in order for Nico to sign the deal, which didn't, like, when he signed the deal, he didn't sign with Tennessee. He committed in the spring of 2022 going into like early summer, signing day was a football season away. It was eight months away for the early signing period in which he signed. He didn't sign with Tennessee in that moment. He signed with the collective, which meant he could have taken that contract to Oregon. He could have taken it to uh, UNLV. He could have taken it anywhere. He could have taken it to UT Chattanooga. That NIL deal was between him and the collective. It was not with Tennessee. Those things seem obvious, and I would hope that the the contract is written that way for all intents and purposes. It seems that it is right, but again, it, it wasn't it wasn't Nico or his family or Tennessee bragging about a deal. Even though, again, not a, not only a minor recruiting win or major recruiting win, excuse me, to 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 get a commitment out of Nico Iommolive, a kid that that was that talented and whose stock just skyrocketed, and he you know he looks the part, yada yada, but it is a major deal. You know, there, there is some flaunting that can be done when you sign a kid to an NIL deal of that nature and, and he comes to your school. That shows that you've got your ducks in a row, especially when you don't have like the murmurs of Texas A&M and their players talking about not getting paid and check the contract language. And you have Florida's disaster of, of the Rashada commitment, decommitment, him leaving, going to Arizona State over any major program at that time. There is some flaunting that can be done, and Tennessee didn't do it because they won the commitment of the kid, since he could have taken the contract anywhere. It, that's as simple as I can understand it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I don't think I am. But he could have taken that that contract, that nil, whatever, pre, you know, early in per California, he could sign as a high school prospect. You know, I mean, he could have taken that anywhere, and he didn't. That's a win. And Tennessee didn't flaunt it. It was the lawyer, Um, and again, how is he? If if he's if he's going to sign a deal like that with the collective, is is all of that going to be done electronically? Is none of that going to be done face to face? If 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 a flight, you know, literally just a flight, is impermissible benefits, then let's let's talk about Dodge Chargers. Let's talk about suitcases of cash. You know, stuff that was been under the table for years. And, and stuff that's been questionable for decades. The sport is not clean. It never has been. I think you either know how to cheat or you don't, or you fall behind or you're average. It, at best, I think, is how it's been. Now it's above board, and at, it's, above, it's above the table. I'm not going to say it's above board. It's on the table uh, instead of under. But, you know, it, it seems like there's some axes to grind with Tennessee, depending on who you listen to, who is the, the talking head, and like anything else, there's not a happy medium. It's either talking head of Tennessee, oh my God, they need the death penalty, and they bash the kid a little bit, the young man, Nico, or it's, yeah, the NCAA's been going to lose this battle, either in principle or in court, because, you know, literally the day after the the story dropped on SI, you have the Tennessee Attorney General and, uh, you know, the state of Tennessee, the Commonwealth of Virginia, going ahead and launching a case with the against the NCAA. I mean, please, I think take this thing to court all day. The NCAA is not winning in court. They're never winning in court again. The NCAA is never going to get any of their power back. And to go back to Danny White for a second like I wanted to, you know, he said he refuses to sit back and let the NCAA make an unnecessary example out of Tennessee on this, which – I don't I don't know if if rivals, if if just conference mates realize this, but this preemptively helps you because if it wasn't Tennessee now, and it is it has also already been Florida and Florida State now, let's recognize that. You know, there's been talks about issues with NIL investigations. Florida State's already accepted some medium penalties. They're not they're not major. They're not they're not anything crazy, but they've already accepted some medium penalties for Guess who? Marius Mims, I believe, his his recruitment when he popped in the portal for a minute. Um, but you should you should thank Tennessee, I think. You should want the NCAA to be gone. And I think uh, and, and look, to get NIL, you know, rules that meet that meet like your organization's rules and they meet federal guidelines and they meet state guidelines, which are all different. Look at Missouri. With them allowing players to receive NIL when they sign in in December versus when they, I guess, get to campus or become active, I don't know. Um, you know, look at states like that. Every state's different. So imagine you're you're going to try to write rules that fit this massive money-making sport, and they also are like flexible with state-by-state guidelines. That's going to be a hard job, and I don't. Let's see. I don't know of a group that's that's up for that challenge. I don't know who that is. That's not me. Uh, you know, I wish I wish I was a lawyer who could who could get in on some billable hours right now because I mean that's going to be the major winner is the lawyers and whether that's Tom Mars who is in favor of Tennessee and Spire Sports on this, if you if you look at his statements, whether that is attorney generals here or there, whether that is states getting involved, there's no way the NCAA wins this in my mind. This is preemptively helping everyone get to a solution where I know the NCAA can't write those rules because they fought it tooth and nail up until you know up until they were they were you know down for the count. They they fought it tooth and nail. They still hate it. This is them trying to grasp back any power that they can get. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. This just they're not going to win. They're not going to they they're not going to get any more power back on limiting transfers, on doing waivers. And if you think that they need any power back, I'll point you back to Tez Walker, who missed time early this season for the the dumbest, most recent case of NCAA eligibility. If you're a Tennessee fan, you look at Aubrey Solomon, you look at Caden Mays, you look at guy after guy through the years. You know, I think there was probably a situation with Alvin Kamara, if if I'm not uh, misremembering, which, you know, it's very possible aging here gray hairs by the day are falling in um but you should you're an average fan you're a Tennessee fan you're I mean you're a Georgia fan you're on top you're you've been on top you're a Michigan fan you're an Ohio State fan Ohio State who has you've got Quinshawn Judkins saying that that the money is not the reason Caleb Downs the you know talk both those guys talking about the the meaning of commitment while leaving their schools okay and Quinchon Judkins, a guy that's that's pushing like Herschel Walker records that are 40 years old, right? Ohio State, they're going for it. They're aggressive. You know that there's tampering involved. That's that's also rampant. You should thank Tennessee because in theory, you're not going to have this. And, and look, you know, in some cases, you're a blue blood. You're exempt. Clearly, you're exempt. Prove, me, prove to me that you're not exempt from... The rules and all those things, and I'm not saying Tennessee wasn't a blue blood. There's obviously still a climb back to, to that territory, but they the the punishment do not fit the crime. Look at Missouri a few years ago for a, a tutor that they disassociated with and how they got hit. Look at Donnie Tindall, uh, Tennessee basketball definitely not a blue blood at the time that that he was given a ten year show cause coming off of Bruce Pearl getting a shorter shorter show cause and what I mean what's the what is the What's the bottom line? Like, what is the average? What is, how's this supposed to work? Because the NCAA's not showing us that either. Like, they're incapable. You should thank Tennessee if this goes the way that everyone that I see with logic, because I don't consider the Pat 40s and, and you know, Dan Wilkins, Dan Wetzels, I don't consider those guys in this case and, and in lots of cases. I mean, look, some of these guys were saying that Tennessee should have hired Chiano, right? Take it back that far. And at that time, there were so many more saying you should have hired Shiano than there weren't. Uh, shout out Barrett Sully okay? But those are not the guys that I consider to have the logic in this case when everyone, I mean, look at look at social media. Just look into the details and get into the minutia of the of, of what's been less than a week old, starting with Sports Illustrated and Pat 40 on Tuesday. And it just doesn't look like it's gonna line up for this for the NCAA. And I think you should thank Tennessee for that. Um, I go back to to when Trey Wallace, I believe, you know, had the the first murmurs of of Jeremy Pruitt being investigated. Right, you had I think Eric Gray out for the last game of the year, um, or again maybe it was against Texas A and M that that year in, in the COVID meaningless, painful three and seven campaign. Right, and I don't remember what my initial take was. It was probably somewhere between yeah, get this guy out of here, or Dang, recruiting is looking good and then you realize that's what it's for. Hello uh Philip former, that's what it was for. Obviously the recruiting was was a stronger suit. And I don't remember what my take was. You know, it probably wasn't like, yeah, let's let's fight tooth and nail for this guy. He's the one. But also not like, yeah, invite the NCAA in because they're going to take it easy on us if we cooperate. There, there wasn't it wasn't that. Uh, and they eventually kind of did, you know, they didn't do a postseason ban is basically what I'm getting at. And thank God, <laughs> thank God, because that would have been, that would have been really hurtful and would have been a, a bigger harm in recruiting than, you know, really the black cloud that of the unknown and, and the, the negative peer recruiting that was out there that I think it would have been a bigger negative. Um, and it obviously would have hurt to like not get the orange bowl opportunity, the win, the whole capping a uh, 10, win went off a uh, 10, win season off with 11, that would have hurt. Uh, Even if it was like no, in 2023 you're not going to go to a bowl, and that would have hurt because you really went through the end of the season with the Georgia and Missouri losses. Vanderbilt never mattering um, as long as you don't lose, right? Those things would have hurt. All that to say, I don't remember my headspace wasn't positive for Pruitt at the time when when things came out. This case, (laughs) Dondi Plowman going scorched earth, Danny White just yesterday or just Thursday going scorched earth, my man, my man. I mean, Hoppel would have to be doing some insanely dirty things for me to be out on him because of this or to be like, yeah, NCAA. I love that the entire state, like the government, is pulling in the same direction. Not only the, the University of Tennessee leadership, the athletic director, the chancellor, president, everyone's pulling the same direction. Everyone's like, you're you're not going to do this to us and ignore the other schools. I love that. That is so different in terms of pulling in the right direction has been, pulling in the same direction for one has been hard. Pulling in the right direction has been a whole nother battle. Just look at the, just look at every hire after, after Philip Former, I'm going to say, you know, uh, Kiffin's hard to judge because of what happened thereafter, but just, just look at those things and it's been so hard to pull in the right direction, let alone the same direction. And you you can't convince me now that that's, you know, not what that's not what's happening. So love to see that. Obviously it's, it's, it's not worth saying that everyone's in more in favor of Hopple than Pruitt, that there's no need to say that if you're not, then, you know, get yourself checked out. But I mean, that's, that's just kind of where this thing lies, you know, within its first, five four or five days of existence since Pat 40 broke the news. All right. Gonna work towards landing the plane here. I want to read some of my just favorite commentary, some of the favorite my favorite things I've seen on on Twitter and online. Uh just regarding this again young situation. But first I want to tell you about our great friends North for South Training and Fitness. Located 4015's Brown 4015 Browns Bridge Road. <laughs> If you're in the coming area, ready to change your life physically uh, or just looking for a new gym, NFTF is the place for you. Owner, head coach, Jesse Foster. He's got all the credentials, all the experience that you'll need uh, to help you reach your goals. He's got morning classes that are running 5.30, 7.30, and 9. Afternoon classes, 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, and 6.30. Within that time, there is surely a class that fits your schedule and nftf is a community driven gym so you're not only achieving your goals you're doing so with a group of people that you'll call your community your friends and if this is interesting to you if you need a new gym or a new place contact jesse today check out what nftf is all about and you can call him at 706-633-6609 and you got to let him know that the boys at pandemonium Reigns podcast sent you we appreciate you very much for that um Real quick, diving into my favorite parts uh, that I've seen online um, surrounding this Tennessee situation with the NCAA. Tom Mars again, established NCAA killer. He's the guy that gets you eligible. You know, five years ago, if you're, or maybe even more recent than that, he's going to get you eligible if you've transferred. He's he's a he hates the NCAA. He is he's been waiting for this battle. There are others. But he's been waiting for this battle. He's high profile. Uh, he 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 took a screenshot of the the NCAA compliance talking about the guidance that they offered. Again, not rules. These things move. They shake. They change daily. In some cases, you know, if there's been met like a message board copied post that was like someone called the NCAA a Tennessee fan, and they were like, "Yeah, we, we're told not to memorize the rules because they're going to change." That's the NCAA. But again, you better follow it. Uh, you better you better know what the rules are going to be in advance. So Tom Tom Mars copies this and quote and you know just ingest. He's got NCAA. We didn't put up any speed limit signs until May 2022, but if we think you were driving too fast before them, we're going to write you a ticket anyway. Um, Tom Mars again, and this this <laughs> loops into a hilarious situation. The the biggest cluster of like you got caught betting on your team. That was, that was Alabama baseball coach, I believe Brad Bohannon, uh, who received a 15-year show cause for this situation. I mean, that's extreme, right? Not getting into it. That is a long time. 15 years on a show cause. We've seen three. We've seen five. We've seen ten. 15 years because he's that dumb. Tom Mars, interesting sports law question. What's the effect of a 15-year show cause after the NCAA ceases to exist? Long before then. Love it. Uh, if you've seen Danny White's statement, and again, it was scathing. It was hot. He started it off mocking the NCAA, talking about the NCAA saying they generally don't comment on infractions cases, and, and Danny White led with that. Okay, so Stuart Mandel copies that, and, and he's not on your side right now if you are a Vols fan and an NCAA uh, not fan. And says, Tennessee is going scorched earth with a heavy dose of everyone is doing this. NCAA rules have prohibited booster involvement in recruiting since the beginning of time. Tennessee's defense is basically, yeah, but you didn't specify that it applied to to NIL until later. Okay. Again, our guy, Barrett Salee, takes that, says you can't retroactively apply specific rules for NIL violations when there weren't specific rules for NIL violations. And again, I think that's a great point. If you want to tell me that... Caleb Downs, that Quinchon Judkins, and these are, like, the guidance has been out now. When Nico committed to Tennessee, the guidance was scarce, if at all, right? There's whatever guidance, there's whatever rules, there's been talks about investigations, and in that same offseason, you're going to tell me that Caleb Downs, Quinchon Judkins, they, they go from literally southern border states in, in, in almost both cases to Ohio State, they 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 flip from being established players. In Quinshon Judkins' case, pushing Herschel Walker's forty-year-old records, right? And they 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 commit to Ohio State. How did they communicate with with the collective? We we know there was massive money there. It was a foregone conclusion, and there has been recruiting insiders out of Georgia and out of the South with ties that just knew Caleb Downs was going to Georgia. Oh, look at Kirby and Caleb after the SEC championship game. Something's going on there. He's definitely coming to Athens. And you should absolutely want him. He's a fantastic player, freak of a guy. He looks like what Alabama's had for for 15 years, right? And the top programs have had for eternity, right? You're going to tell me that there was no other inducement other than NIL, and when it came to NIL, that you know they weren't flown here or there. they just they just did all this communication what via text, via email. hey uh, Quinchon, if you could electronically sign on the dotted line, that will be your Nil agreement and we'll uh, we'll see you in in, in uh, winter workouts. Is that, is that how that worked? Again, I think that's why it's so evident Danny Y ending his statement that he he refuses to allow the NCAA irrationally. To use Tennessee as an example for their own agenda. And Tennessee's defense may very well be everyone is doing this. It may be that. Convince me that they're not. If if you if you want to talk about it, and I'll get back to the multiple sports thing in just a minute. If you want to convince me that Nico flying on a private jet by X, Y, or Z, whether they're a booster or not, the deal was with the collective. If you want to tell me that's unique you're going to have to prove it, frankly, and I just don't think you can. I, I just don't believe that that these kids, these young men, are signing NIL deals without being flown and wined and donned. Look at Caleb Williams' living arrangement. I mean, it's scary similar to Reggie Bush's li- living arrangement. I would think you can't convince me of those things. So obviously, these, uh, these favorite takes that I'm coming across are uh, sending me into a tizzy, into a rage, because I just I just can't believe that this is where we're at. Real quick before uh, some thoughts on the multiple sports thing, I do think it's interesting. If you look into Jackson Lampley, Tennessee offensive lineman, um, if you look into his statement, he he filed a declaration in federal court, basically uh, against the NCAA. Uh, he's willing to testify, is what he's saying. You know, again, six or seven pages of. You know, I signed in the pre-NIL era. In the pre-NIL era, I've got some deals of my own. I've negotiated some of my own deals. I understand that skill position players are going to get better deals. That's rare, right? Everybody wants the the big bag, the 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 ziploc. You know, there's no ziploc bags. They're only trash bags of cash when it comes to some of these NIL deals and expectations. Jackson Lampley understands that that skill position players are viewed and valued differently, right? He understands that his career is probably not gone the way that that it was viewed at a high school, and he recognizes that he had 17, I think it is, major offers. Uh, you know, he was heavily recruited, and he was a big deal when he committed to the University of Tennessee. Also of note, father, Brad Lampley, VFL, I believe he blocked for Peyton Manning if you've heard of him, is a logger. So you're going to tell me that Jackson Lampley, and, and, and the more important thing, that Brad Lampley, is going to allow his son, as in a, as him himself being an attorney, allow his son, a current eligible football player, to falsely, you know, say to, to join up with this thing against the NCAA. That looks good, son. Yeah, let's say that. If it doesn't, you think that's what's going to happen? Again, you can't convince me that, that that's the case. I I know there's some bias here, but I I just. Sh- Prove to me that that Tennessee is a unique example of, of, of some wrongdoing and maybe I'll believe you. Okay, quickly, uh, before landing the plane in yet another sermon that this has turned into on the Pandi- Pandemonium Rants podcast, uh, the deal with Pat Forty's article involving multiple sports or, you know, to me, if let's say that Spire and and the Vol Club was the issue, right? Wouldn't it be all sports that get IL and and look, all sports get NIL. You know, I think they're about their business. They're divvying out money. Again, the coaches, it's not like the coaches can negotiate a deal or, hey, uh, hey Nico, sign here, or, you know, again, Ohio State's case. Yeah, Uh, Caleb, if you'll just sign on the dotted line, we can take an electronic signature. Would it not be all sports instead of multiple sports? Again, NIL is not exclusive to, to football or men's sports. It's, it's not exclusive like that. How would it be some sports and not the others? And at the same time, this thing flipped so fast from Tennessee's being looked at to Nico took a private flight. What's the issue? And, and how is there so much speculation this early into a thing? Now, let me just say this. You you'd have you're, you're gonna struggle to convince me that you know a Rick Barnes, with what he's got rolling, the type of players that he brings in, how upstanding he is, is is running things dirty, you know. Now versus maybe college baseball, def, look college football is dirty, college basketball is filthy, they're all dirty, but you're gonna you're gonna struggle to convince me that Rick Barnes has been doing it dirty all along. Again, coming being the guy hired to replace someone that got a ten year show calls, right. Tony Vitello, I don't think he's doing things differently than anyone else. There was obviously some drama. Um, in fact, you've heard people talk about him having to, him and Maui Ahuna having to address issues within the, within the team, within the locker room of what it was thought that he got. Tony having a brief suspension, Maui not being immediately eligible. Things just weren't smooth to start the 20, 20 uh, baseball season, right? But again, convince me that, that things are being done differently, you know, with, with the portal and, and transfers nil. show me some details about how things are being done grossly different or, or grossly under the table or dirty. And, and maybe I'll come around. I mean, seriously, but you're just going to struggle to convince me when we've seen images of players in their cars and, you know, their, their attitudes, their cash, any school, you name it. Um, definitely seen Derek Henry and, and some Bammers in, in some chargers, uh, for sure. And I've had questions about that for years, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to make a Dodge Charger payment. I'm just saying that, you know, and I know that every, uh, college student doesn't come from a wealthy background. Some do who's making a, a charger payment on, on their, their 18 to 20 year old, son, right? Who's doing that? And, and how is it so common and so often? Again, it's not just Alabama. I'm just being a bit of a hater in this moment, but again, convince me and show me where things are being done grossly different. And maybe I'll change my tune a little bit. I'm not making any promises. Uh, I think it's beyond time that the NCAA goes away. All right. You don't bring value to this thing. You don't fix issues. Issues don't get fixed. It's time to break loose, and I know that's going to cause a massive shakeup in schools, in the big boys versus the medium and little boys. It's time to figure this thing out because making an example out of Tennessee or do it to Florida and and kick it, what, you're going to, like, investigate Florida when they're down? Like, I just don't think it's right. If, If things are being done gross, terrible, under the table, maybe I'll come around that day is not today. I think that's going to wrap up this disjointed sermon that I've thrown together. Uh, not sure if I actually went scorched earth, not sure if I had any hot takes at all, but I did have to get some things off my chest. That's for sure. That's what we do here at the Pandemonium Rains podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in as always. Please like, share, subscribe, hit us up on YouTube. Drop into the comments, let us know your thoughts. What do we need to talk about next? Because like I mentioned early on, we've got six months to even talk about fall practice and more than a month until spring practices, especially until they conclude. So we've got some time left, some some hard time to get through. Uh, but this sport being what it is will definitely give us the headlines. We'll be here to talk about them on the Morning Range Podcast. We thank you for joining today. We hope you'll continue to do so. God bless. GBO.